0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the Huh Podcast. We're excited to be joining back with you again. we uh, were off last week. Uh, All of our schedules got a little hectic at the latter part of the week, which is when we normally um, get together. Uh, Had a lot of stuff going on. Um, So we're excited to be back this week. Um, As we alluded to uh, and as we have uh, started, we talked about how we're going to be doing kind of like children's Bible stories uh, and talking about maybe more... um, Characters in scripture, well, When I say characters, they're really people. These people existed, but these people in scripture that maybe you've heard about in kids' church or in VBS or whatever, and you kind of heard this just this really short synopsis of their story, and maybe not some like deeper details behind it that really bring the truth out of scripture and really bring the details out of out of uh, to the, to the light of these people. Uh, and the beauty of that is a lot of times we get to learn some new truths that we maybe never knew about a story or learn some new details uh, about a story that we never knew. We started with Jonah a couple weeks ago and Nineveh uh, and his story with Nineveh. And so today we are looking at the life of Samson. Now Samson is not technically the goat, but in my mind he's the goat. Garrett doesn't really like him, but...
1: It's not that I don't like Samson, it's that... The glass shattered for me, for Samson. He used to be one of my favorite characters in the Bible because he was the biblical superhero. I mean, he has superhero strength, literally. But then uh, whenever I started going behind the story, like what we're going to do today, it was kind of... Um, I, I realized that Samson's not really as Samson, good of a guy yeah. as you, you Samson
0: think. is a terrible judge, <laughs> so we'll start with that. And I also want to preface, as we go through this mini-series, we, I think all of us will probably, and I know I will, we'll use the words characters, we'll use the word stories, may use the word, I don't know, any other word that may indicate what the same kind of words we would use for, like, fake stories, we... Want to preface all this by saying, when we say characters, we realize and we want you to understand that these are real people that existed mm-hmm. on earth. And these stories are not fake. They are real life events. So, really, when we say characters or stories, we're meaning people and events. But they kind of play out as stories, so it just is a little more natural oh, to use those the, words.
1: Especially, specifically in the Old Testament, the way that these were recorded and remembered yeah. were through stories. Right, I mean, right. none of. Everything. Within the books leading up to to Samuel, they were recorded orally and through memory before they were ever written down. Right. Um, so, so they were passed on. The way they were remembered was because of story. Yeah. The, they, the uh, religious leaders of the time, turned these characters, turned these people into characters, so that they could become more real and more yeah. memorable um, for for people as they as they memorize the story. So that's yeah. you know that's but that's what we're doing.
0: But important that. People do understand. We, yeah, we know, it's and, not, yeah. and you need to know, these are <laughs> yeah. real-life events that happen, but yeah. the, our verbiage may not sound like it, but, the, but yeah. it is. So. And as we look at the story of Samson, <laughs> and, you know, we're talking about,
2: like, childhood stories. So we talked about Jonah yeah. on our last episode. Now we're talking about Samson. Like, what do you guys think are the maybe cliché, or maybe not cliché, but what do you think are the main points that people remember about the story of Samson? <laughs> well, like... So, of course, we always know his strength.
0: Yeah, so like I think the I, I have a hard time remembering what I used to know because I've as I've taught Samson a few times now in yeah. my career in ministry, uh, and read it several times. Bro, the details Mike that can teach, I remember. Micah teaches Samson
2: once a month. Bro, I literally... I literally
0: <laughs> I, I've probably taught it here at church like 30 times because I just love it so much. It's awesome. And my students know that about me. So, like... Wear
2: your superhero shirt. Yeah, kids. like,
0: I could do, like, in a challenge, I, I could do, like, a trivia question. Like, what's Micah's favorite, you know, character from Scripture and other than Jesus, obviously. Suit. And literally everyone would be like, Samson, absolutely. He, that's his favorite. So, like, you know. No, but... uh, You know, for me, it was part of remembering Samson as, as a kid was was just seeing basically seeing the power of god through a person like you, i didn't really learn the dark side like garrett said in college you kind of learn the dark side of samson when you really read into the story that dude's messed up and he's also not very intelligent Um, and so like, he's kind of very
2: wise, but he didn't make
0: good decisions. Well, like, yeah, like, but then (laughs) he also gives away like his secret and like, you know, like she tries exactly kind of fast forward, but like she tries to capture him like many times and was like, ah, I was just seeing how strong you were. And he's like, Oh, okay. You know, like (laughs) what? Come on, dude. So like, you also have some very, uh, some struggles with intelligence there. But, um, you know, I, I think really the, the pure lesson you get that I remember is the power of God through you. That was really all that I was ever really, that I, with all of these stories, this is all I really remember. Maybe it was taught, and as a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. I just grasped on to, oh, that dude was super strong. I want to be like him. And so a lot of what I have been, what I have retained from the story of Samson being retold to mm-hmm. me is just simply, if you're willing, God will make you strong. And there's there's some truth to that, but that's not necessarily from the story of Samson. Oversimplification. Right. I mean, th- there is some truth to that. If God can make you strong, and He will if you're willing and following, Him. But the story of Samson is very different.
1: I remember the, when I was younger, the things that I remembered most about Samson was always, you know, strength, hair, and knocking down pillars. That's why I grew that, my that hair was, out, yeah, for all those years. Well, I, that was, you know, I, I was never allowed to grow my hair out when I was younger. <laughs> I uh, and that was one of the things that I I told my mom, you know, Samson had long hair. Why can't I have long hair? There True. was one time where my, you didn't take a
0: Nazarite vow. here. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> want was... your eyes gouged out here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There was one time when my when I was allowed to have long hair, and it was mainly not that I was allowed; it was that my mom finally gave up when trying to make me cut it. And uh, my school pictures for my eighth grade year, I looked like a coconut because my hair didn't <laughs> coconut grow. Coconut head. It didn't. It wasn't long and luscious. Yeah. It just grew out. Coconut like a, head. Like Y'all watch hair Heads Declassified? Coconut. Yeah, I, did. What, I look coconut. like coconut head. <laughs> got, we need to see oh, that yeah, picture. What's the
0: longest? Uh, oh, when we get our logo, we'll put coconut head on Garrett's <laughs> on Garrett's head. What's the longest or what's the long title of that? Ned's Declassified School of Survival Guys. School of Survival Guys. Okay, sorry. Continue. But
1: I I mean, has nothing to do with Samson. But we'll get there. Well, the hair. The hair. Yeah, the hair does. Yeah, you're right. Coconut head. So, but that's always what stuck out to me the most was like the like you said the the parts of his story that just you know we as humans were amazed by his. His incredible feats. And, you know, he pulled down these pillars of a giant temple and and killed everyone inside, all these Philistines. And he had this long hair that was, you know, the secret to his power and his, he had strength that, that was able to kill, you know, when I started reading it more and more as I got older, the thing that was coolest to me was when he killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone dude, that, of a donkey. That dude, was so cool. Come the on, ran,
2: the Rambo of the Bible. Let's go. But when
1: you when you read it more, you realize that he killed those thousands of Philistines while disobeying yeah, his Nazarite broke, vow, broke his covenant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like like <laughs> they, it's like he did something cool while also doing something I, completely against what God right. had told him to do. And what
0: I think is really cool about that is you still see God's faithfulness through his error. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of
2: mercy. Right. And and,
0: and that's really, to me, there's a lot of, and and as listeners, you have to understand in Scripture, every story, every verse doesn't have one truth. Scripture is a living, breathing word. It is active. It is sharper than a double-edged sword. It's not just, oh, this story has one meaning. Stories can, these events in history can have so many nuggets of truth and so many life-changing perspectives that you may read it when you're 18 and get some, and when you're 88, you may get a totally different truth that is also as true as the first But
1: to preface that, it's also objective truth. It's not... Subjective, meaning we're well, not, something you may discover modernist.
0: Right, but something you may discover that you didn't once know. That's still a yeah, truth yeah, from scripture. It's still truth. Right. It's not just something like
1: that you decide to put into right. the text and deem as truth yourself. Yes, but yes. Yeah, not not created truth. Yeah, it's something that you yeah. you see it in a different way. Exactly. Because you didn't yeah. notice it before. Yeah. yeah. So
0: it's cool to see in this story, to me, what sticks out to me in this story in this portion of my life is the mercy of God as Christian, as you said. it's it's, it's a unbounding mercy. Um, it's not bound by anything because God chose Samson to be a judge. Now, Samson struggled, <laughs> but God chose Samson and was sticking with him throughout all of what the is. struggles. And, you know, you see that the, the, the three Nazarite vows, you're not supposed to, what do they call it in college? Bic, like for the racer. That's a macronym. Oh, uh, yeah. But so you're not, they weren't supposed to shave, they weren't supposed to have alcohol, and they weren't supposed to touch dead bodies. Yeah. Animals, humans, the like. So just th- things Bic that are dead. Bitten
1: booze. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah you're right. Something it was, like big Bitten booze. Yeah,
0: something like that. You're right. Yeah, there was some catchy phrase that we learned in college in Dr. O's class for me. Okay. But, um, so he breaks every single one of those <laughs> And, like, he just, like, breaks them, like, every step. Haphazardly. Yeah, yeah, and, like, so it's, like, every step of the way, he continues to break these until the very end when the hair gets cut. But it's interesting to see, even every time he breaks it, he doesn't lose his strength until the last and one. And yeah. he breaks it, and, and then he, then he th- does
1: something incredible right yes. afterwards. Like, <laughs> and it's not... God doesn't leave him even though he's making those mistakes and even ultimately when he's exactly the culmination of all of his actions against God come he turns to God and repents and God redeems him and and allows him to do his duty of being a judge even though he didn't at the very yeah the very end of the story I mean it finishes with
2: yes he messed up but there's this recovery and there's this redemption and uh, it's awesome you know the biggest thing too with Samson is I was reading it last week and because I thought we were going to do the podcast last week. So yeah. I was going over it, and what stuck out to me, and I've seen this before, but Samson, stro- his weakness, though he was full of great strength, his weakness was women.
1: Oh, gosh. Bro, and I did strolling. not realize
2: how much. So first, Samson was, uh, well, as the judge of Israel, he's it, supposed to, go ahead. Jack, well, go ahead. I was
1: just going to say, it's not just women either. It was women that were outside of his exactly, culture. Exactly, yeah. It, it was, you know, another command for all of Israel was don't intermarry with the nations around you, and he went yep. completely it, against that. He disobeyed
2: his mom and dad. They didn't want yeah. him to marry a Philistine woman. He he marries her, then he then he has relations with a prostitute for who would I have mean, been a Philistine exactly. Prostitute. I mean, for crying out loud, a prostitute like he has that, and then of course Delilah, which mm-hmm. we all know about. She's
1: the worst. Uh, Delilah is the worst. Hey the there, worst. Delilah. <laughs> you're the worst, and you killed Samson. <laughs> that Sounds
0: that like Hawking you created or? a song for that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but
2: yeah. So I mean, just struggles w- with with women and struggles with lust and uh, just how he let even as we get to Delilah, he had already had struggles with women his entire life, and how easy it was for her. You know, you talk about Samson being dumb; it was so easy for her to entice him. Yeah, uh, and, and I think he had just got to the point where whatever the women wanted, well, he he just wanted to be a part it's
1: of. It's so funny because with his first wife, when he was trying to solve the riddle. And that's in what uh, chapter fourteen? Or he he gave the riddle to the Philistines. It's and in uh, yeah, it's Verse At the end of fourteen, and at the very be- at at the um, at the end, it it says. Um, Sorry. It says, verse 16, So Samson's wife came to him weeping and said, You hate me, you don't love me, you told my people the riddle, but you haven't explained it to me. He said, Look, I haven't even explained it to my father or mother, so why should I explain it to you? And it says she wept for seven days at their <laughs> wedding. Yeah. And at last, on the seventh day, he explained it to her because she had nagged him so much. They, I love that.
0: They shouldn't even get married. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he finally told her because she continued to press him. It's yeah, NIV's yeah. way of saying... Cause she annoyed him. Yeah. Well, no. The, the, yeah. the My
1: translation, right. CSB is she nagged him to the point that he gave in. So for seven and, days. She the ladies, him. if
0: ladies are
2: listening, you know the key to your husband to get hey, what you want. No. Just keep well, nagging. Crying crying. Seven
1: there's days. A, <laughs> well, that's the wrong way. To do it. There's a proverb that says it, it's it's better for a for a husband to live on the corner
0: of the roof of a house yes. than to have a nagging wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hung up on my on my wall. <laughs> love you, Jenny. Um, and I love at the end of that, at the end of that passage there, they find out the the answer to the riddle. what is sweeter than honey, what is stronger than a lion? And Samson said, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. I love that, man. Samson is just – That's. I mean, Samson's one of my favorites because he is – I just see so much of myself in him. Just an idiot, <laughs> strong, and, and just. Well, yeah, I would like. <laughs> I would like to think strong, but like just, just kind of. You know, it reminds me of. Uh, well, not going to go there. But it's just. He's it, just this dude that is just so, just struggles mentally so much. Makes terrible decisions. Isn't the brightest dude. And I just see so much of myself in him. That's why I kind of latch on to Samson and I like talking about him because I just see so much of myself in him uh, with the poor decision-making often and, uh, you know, killing a thousand Philistines with a jawbone because I've done that before. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Who hasn't?
1: It's really interesting to me that he kept marrying, you know, he married this first uh, Philistine wife and then, you know, it's not explicitly stated if he marries Delilah or not, but he's obviously, he loves her and close with her but it's incredible he's supposed to be this judge this deliverer for israel away from the philistines and yet he's more the philistines that he marries are more committed to Mm. their culture and to their country than he is Mm -hmm. and and i think part of the redemption that comes at the end is him saying you know i'm not i'm okay with killing these people i i i wonder if Samson almost wanted to be a Philistine. Like he hated yeah. the Philistines cuz they oppressed his people, but at the same time he wanted to be like them and that's why he kept marrying them. He kept hanging out in the towns and locations that that were occupied by Philistines and then ultimately his his realization while he was standing as a as a um a trophy in front of all these Philistines at the end of his story with his eyes gouged out he realized you know what I, I don't need to try to be like these people I'm you know I'm, I'm an Israelite God gave me a duty, and so he killed those people. And maybe it was but like a, just
2: a, he thought it was cool. You know, like, I don't know if it was the same for you guys, but growing up it was like if you had a girlfriend from the other school, Oh yeah. the county school, <laughs> it was just automatically cooler to have a girlfriend from a different we school. We only had one <laughs> county school. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Garrett, Garrett, the whole state of West Virginia only has one high school. For Garrett, but, it was just cool if you had a girlfriend in another yeah. class. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. just
1: cool if you didn't have a girlfriend that was your cousin. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say that, but then I thought, you know, that's probably not. It was coming. To go. We didn't have that.
0: We didn't have that many. Well, people that we'll were. move right along from that. <laughs> so, Samson, have you all ever, like, <laughs> so, ever seen the movie Samson, like the newer one? I have it. I saw the it's end. It's pretty cool. Of it. I saw the no, end I of it, but I not saw. Is, it, I, saw I can't. I'm not. Is it gonna, like a Christian movie, or is it? Well, just kind Well, so like it's just a depiction of like Samson's life. So like I will say, it's been a. It's been long enough that I don't remember like the details, so like I don't know how I don't remember how well it matches. Is up it the not is, is it
2: worse than the? Did y'all watch Noah?
0: Yeah, it was. <laughs> I I yeah. Like it the was thing a,
1: about Noah, that movie, there, yeah. I, I will say, it is not biblical because it's not meant to be biblical. The guy that wrote that movie took the um the epic of Gilgamesh and all the other um, flood narratives, flood narratives yeah. from from the ancient world and put them together. Yeah. And As so, a, and it's not meant movie. to be yeah. completely biblical, <laughs> well, but Samson, no there, one knew that going <laughs> in.
0: Samson kind of has like, you know, like every movie, kind of has some fillers that you don't necessarily see like those yeah. exact statements in scripture, but it's kind of surmised that something... So, like at his wedding with Delilah, like to Garrett's point, what I was saying is like it shows that depiction of him getting married and the Philistines are kinda like coaxing him in and, mm. and their response, they're like, This dude's a freak of nature. We don't want him fighting us, we want him to join us. And you even see his kind of like longing to be in that. And so I think to Garrett's point, I think that I think there's some truth there that, that he almost wants to be a part of this uh, you know, it's an oppressive nation to his people, but it's there's a power there. And Samson just kind of innately being as strong as he is, kind of has this sense of power, and and you know I've got some control. And he, you know, I think to Garrett's point, psychologically, or you know, I think he would probably have erred yeah. on that side a little bit.
1: I I wonder if he was married to Delilah
0: because it doesn't
1: right. state it was, yeah. and I think it it fits more that he wasn't because it, it says that he loved Delilah, yeah. He, but then Delilah, yeah, you know, she gave was, that all up for she money. Was the scheme, for yeah. To yeah, get they
2: probably to, wouldn't committed because right.
0: Yeah. But, but, but that just but goes that to show you even
1: more how easily
0: he gave into sin instead of right. God's yeah. But direction. to me, that would show that they probably did get married because she was fulfilling that scheme. Yeah. You know, well, of, of really selling, oh, yeah, I love you, Samson, but yeah. really I'm just trying to figure out your secrets. Right. So you it could, might just
1: be that the storyteller, the... Just kind of, yeah, who knows? It doesn't yeah. really
0: matter, I mean, for the point of the story, whether they were, you know, with vows married or yeah. not. Um, so, like, that part doesn't really matter. But like you're saying, you know, it doesn't add or take away from the story. Yeah. It, the truth the still whole remains. point is that he was
1: decepted by someone right. basically out of physical love for her.
0: Right. So to back up, because I have to show a story, this is probably my favorite one he does. Chapter 15. So his wife, by the way, Timna, gets basically given to one of his friends at the wedding. So, like, he marries her and then she just, like, goes to another guy and marries him. So, like, he loses his wife immediately after, mm. after he calls her a heifer, which isn't really a surprise. But, um... <laughs> So he said, I'm going to my wife's room, but her father would not let him go. And I was so sure you thoroughly hated her, he said, that I gave gave her to your friend. Isn't her younger sister more attractive? Take her instead. Here's what, <laughs> Samson, here's what Samson said. This time I have a right to get even with the Philistines. I will really harm them. So he went out and caught, first of all, I thought he was just strong. This dude's got to be quick. If he caught yeah. 300 foxes. Ties the tails in pairs. He fastened a torch to every pair of tails, lit the torches, and let the foxes loose in the standing grain of the Philistines. He burned up the stalks and standing grain together with the vineyards and olive groves.
2: <laughs> How long do you think it took the kids three hundred foxes? Yeah, we because don't really have a time frame. Foxes—they don't travel in packs. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, this dude, <laughs> they live in I mean, dens. We kind of
0: have. He's kind of the epitome of a meathead, as we use that word—meathead of someone who just like oh, big and strong, but not very smart. Like he's kind of like the epitome of that, but yeah. dude's got to be quick if he's catching foxes, sure. right? And 300 of them. He's probably but the starting running back. That's true. You know, a little, uh, little Herschel Walker yeah. kind of a <laughs> scenario here. Buff, but fast, right? Um, but it is funny that he says, I'm really going to hurt him this time. And he kind of uses that phrase in different ways over and over. Like, I'm really going to get him. Th- now I'm really going to get him. And like, it just is this, mm-hmm. this increasing like hate that grows in Samson that, you know that that kind of skews his mission as judge. But it's towards the people he's trying to free the Israelites from, but he gets blinded through his own... Selfish his, ambition. Yeah, and. he gets blinded through his own life experiences to instead of following God's plan, he just, oh, I just want to kill them. And so that rage kind of takes over. Um, and, and it's just interesting to see his growing hatred of the Philistines, not because they've oppressed his people, but just because they've wronged him. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting in the, in the movie, the reason I brought it up, it shows some of the depiction of his um, relationships with people from the Israelite village and, and with his brothers and cousins and whatever, and it shows some of those. We don't get a whole lot of interaction other than him with his parents, uh, with the Israelite people, but it shows some of that, and the people are like, you need to be our leader. You need to step up and be our leader, and like he's kind of just like straying and doing his own thing, and they're like, you're not helping us. So there's an interesting, they, they kind of depict it. They read into the story, I think, and kind of pull out what probably was likely to have happened. People are like Samson, dude, you just killed a thousand Philistines with a jawbone. Like, if, yeah. if you lead us as an army and teach us how to fight, yeah. like, we can win this. We can, and so. But he's just kind of like, yeah. eh. he I want to do it myself. Yeah, he though. wasn't
2: the leader that he was called <laughs> right. to be, and exactly. To be and he's selfish.
1: And it's you mentioned his parents, and I think, you know, I think Samson's individual stances are in indicative of Israel as a whole that I think they all had their own yeah. selfish ambitions I I don't think at this point in time Israel was devoted to God at all mm-hmm. and I think we can see that from the introduction of Samson's parents I, I mean so so there's this messenger from the Lord that comes to Samson's mother and says you're going to have a child he's going to be a Nazarite he's he's going to be basically he's she's the the messenger says he's going to be the next judge, and she doesn't realize that this is um, um, a, a mess. This is she doesn't realize this is an angel, and so her she goes and tells her husband this, and her husband prays and says, "Let the man of God that you sent um, come to us again and teach us what we should do for the boy." boy. So the, the language that he uses makes it seem like. He just thought that this was a prophet. He, neither of them realized that was, this yeah. was an angel, first of all. That's one clue that, that they're out of touch with, with God. But then the second clue is, is you know, God sends the angel, and and it comes back. This messenger comes back and, and, and describes it all, and, and you know, Manoah... Uh, Samson's dad says, "You know what? What's his responsibilities going to be? He, you know, he kind of wants to know what's going to go on." And and the angel answers him and, and says everything that's that's going to happen and what the wife needs to do. And then Manoah, in verse fifteen of chapter thirteen, says, "Please stay here. We will prepare a young goat for you." Meaning, not not for food. They were going to sacrifice to him. They, they just because. Israel at this point had assimilated into the pagan cultures of polytheism that they just uh, saw, you know, was this guy worshiping multiple gods. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Well, just, just in case. Oh, okay. I,
1: was, I thought you
0: were just trying to mm-hmm. uh, no, uh, no stump him. Yeah, polytheism yeah. is the. Worship of multiple gods. Monotheism is worship of one god. So it's yeah. just for people at home. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> no, I thought you were genuine, trolling me. No, I'm genuinely clarifying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Someone...
1: So, but they were engaging in multiple gods. But also, at work god's gods. trolling you yeah. too. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the 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 point is, they were he focused from a pagan mm. viewpoint of saying, you know, clearly you have some power. You're predicting this. You're you're saying, you know, my wife was barren. Now she's Going to have a child, I'm going to offer a sacrifice to you because that's what you do in, in pagan blessing, societies. So you uh, give me a blessing, I'm going to sacrifice to you, and and, and just um, imagine. I mean, the, this angel's response is: um, if I stay, I won't eat your food, but if you want to prepare a burnt offering, offer it to the Lord. Yeah. Um, so Manoah didn't realize that this person was from Yahweh. He didn't realize that this you know person was an angel. That 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 this wasn't just some ulterior deity yep. that's just shows the mindset of Israel i mean this is a normal israelite and, and he goes on to further your
0: point he's asked the angel what is your name so that we can honor you when your word comes yeah, true so exactly. it's 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 again it's and he's not replied, anything to
1: do with yahweh yeah
0: why do you ask my name it is beyond understanding and mm-hmm. so you know he he's again saying the angel is again saying it's not about me it's about god and and, and so it just it shows it wasn't just samson that was concerned
1: with self self it was israel that had gone so far away from yahweh that they were you know following in the pagan practices and much of the pagan practices had to do with i'm going to worship whatever i want i'm going to to give praise and sacrifice whatever gives me benefit yeah and And it wasn't chapter 13
2: verse 1 literally says And the people of Israel, this is the start of the whole story of Samson. It says, the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord gave them into the hands of the Philistines. Which is
1: a cyclic point of Judges. Is that what? (laughs) Cyclic. That's cyclic. Cyclic. It's, cyclical. That's, yeah, it's, it's cyclic. I just, it's cyclical, yeah. <laughs> I was even Probably thinking. The, c- the correct term cyclical. I think yeah. it is. But yeah. you know, yeah. I was just thinking cycle cyclic, in my head. Cyclical. Cyclical. You said cyclic, yeah. and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Say that it's five cyclical.
0: times. Cyclic, 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 um, cyclic. I don't know how many times. I think it's it <laughs> pretty good. All right, go ahead. <laughs> it is a cycle. That, you're right. It's
1: a c- cyclical point of, of Judges that Israel will get rescued from an oppressor. <laughs> we got well, here. They'll, no. they'll be oppressed. They'll get re- rescued from a judge that yep. has the power of God. And then 40 years later, they'll go straight back into it. And yeah. only Samson, at the conclusion of Samson's, you know, Samson's the final judge. And at the conclusion of his judgeship, there isn't that. It doesn't say, and, and Israel was, you know, all the other judges will say, at the end of theirs, will say something like, um, and and the lord and israel had peace for so many years and then they were handed over to this this enemy samson's the only one where it doesn't say they have peace you know right. samson it finishes out and they're you know samson kills thousands of people but they're they're, <laughs> they're still, still oppressed, oppressed. yeah, yeah.
0: And, and as we kind of shift towards kind of the you know the end of his story here you see this interaction of Samson and Delilah, and I, I don't read the whole thing, but it's there in chapter sixteen. Um, and basically, so Samson and Delilah are, are you know living together, and 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 so the people kind of are like, okay, where's Samson? We know where he is, and so they start plotting, and like every night there's a new plot. And so Delilah will basically ask Samson, you know, what is it that that is your weakness? And 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 I mean, Samson is just like. Yeah, cool. I'll tell you. You know, obviously, the first few times he tells her wrong things. But he's a me, funny. He's a
2: funny guy. He's doing it for
1: fun. Right, picking at it. Yeah, he, right. <laughs> which is kind of cool. Yeah, you do see like his so personality. Nonchalant. You really
0: do. His, his you know arrogant personality kind of come out. But it's funny that you know she says in um, verse six, and basically this is right after Delilah agrees that for a certain amount of money, if she can figure out his secret, turn that secret over, and so they can kill him. They'll pay him the money. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. And Samson says, if anyone ties me with seven um, fresh rope that have been dried, I'll become as weak as any other man. And so, you know, he's just like, yeah, like he's just making stuff up. Like, ah, well, you know, if you dip it in water and you wring it out three <laughs> times and tie it, tie my hands at 9 p.m., that's what it will You know, and he's like toying with him. But what's funny is like he's toying with him, and you would think as a reader like, okay, he's – He's going to figure out that she is trying to like betray him. Yeah. But like he just keeps playing he thinks the game. it's just fun and games, yeah. Yeah, like he keeps playing the game. And then like it just ultimately, eventually, he does tell her. He's like, all right, it's again the nagging thing comes back in. And Delilah, um, you see this kind of that instance um, where uh, she said to him, how can you say I love you when you, uh, in verse 15, when you won't confide in me? This mm. is the third time you've made a fool of me. And haven't told me the secret with such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was tired to death. It says the nagging was and his so again, you see this exact same scenario where literally he's being nagged to the point of being annoyed and is like, Fine, I'll tell you the truth, like yeah. whatever. And then so he does tell her, No razor has ever been used on my head, the source of my strength comes from my hair, which kind of not true, but kind of true. It comes from God, but yeah. is a symbol through the hair, yeah, symbolically through the Nazarite vow, through the hair. And then that's the night she cuts his hair off, and he's arrested, and they Here, gouge his eyes out, and yeah. gets thrown into Here's jail.
2: something cool. So we talked about Jonah in the last episode. Jonah ran from the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Um, as we look in Jonah, he ran away from Nineveh, away from the presence of God. But I, I think we know that, uh, you know, the psalmist writes in Psalms 139 that. Uh, he talks about where shall I go? And it comes to the conclusion you can't get away from God. And we know God is omnipresent. We know God is everywhere. You, you can't get away from, from his presence in a sense that he's everywhere. But I think it's very interesting. As soon as Delilah, as he cuts his hair, that very night in chapter in, in, in Judges chapter 16, verse 20, this is what it says. It says, And Delilah said to the Philistines, or said that the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, "I will go out as he had done the other times and shake myself free." And this is almost a chilling verse. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm about to say. It says, "But he did not know that the Lord had left him." Hmm. Uh, and, and I can't imagine anything worse. Oh gosh! In that sense of, of that, the the not so much that you know we know God is everywhere, but I think it was that the lord truly did the, which was his strength and, and as we read samson we see that phrase that the lord would come upon him mm. before he did something miraculous yeah. with strength yep. but it was in that moment that the actual, the lord had left him uh, that he was filling him, 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 him with moment. his strength yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. i'll tell you what there's some application in that and and what and it ties into what you were both were saying delilah to samson was his satan The the term Satan in the Hebrew just means adversary. adversary. Doesn't it's not a a pronoun. It's it's not a you know. That's interesting. um, I can go into that for a while. But Delilah was his adversary. Check out the girl in the sense. (laughs) (laughs) In in the sense that she tempted him and she kept pulling him in. And and the way you said is he didn't even realize she was pulling Mm. him in. Mm. And that's you know desire. What does that do with how does that speak to us? That that Satan, our Satan, our adversary, the devil, as as J- James Lucifer. says it, he pulls it. Well, actually, not a, a name. Um, Morning star. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. Halil. Um <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> keep just keep telling your story, Garrett.
0: <laughs> but he
1: he pulls us in. He tempts us, and and eventually it gets to the point that it becomes so natural that we don't even realize that you know. It might have started that we were just playing a game. We were playing around with our temptations. We were thinking, oh, we're not going to get super deep into them. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we'll find ourselves so deep in them that we don't even realize how we got to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we've given into it completely. And then we get to the realization that we never even felt the Spirit of God leave us because we have been so steeped mm-hmm. in the Spirit of the flesh and the Spirit yeah. that Satan brings in its place. And I, I wonder you know it's it's such a somber thought to think about but in a day and age where it's extremely easy to remove ourselves from the context and the the truth and the applicative nature of the bible how many churches and not just christians but churches as a whole do we have that operate on the spirit of god but when push comes to shove they don't even know that the spirit of god is mm. left
0: yeah. and and like, I'm I'm 100% with you, and that's such a chilling thought, as as Christians <clears throat> said. You almost yeah. get this, like, uh, feeling, yeah. like, when you hear that, and like, oh, man, put yourself in that right. shoe, those shoes. But here's the beauty of God. This is something I'm preaching about Sundays, actually. I'm talking about the both sides of God that we often only pick one of. You know, mm-hmm. we, we depict God as, or Jesus, as this teddy bear that we hold at night and keeps us comfortable when we're scared. It's like, well... Yeah, he's he is personal but he's also transcendent. You know, he is near but he's also, you know, far at the same time, so we have to take both sides. But what's what's cool about this is so he gets arrested, his eyes are gouged out. And so it's a, they they allude to Dagon who is the god that they worship, one of the gods that they worship and basically saying Dagon has giving us Samson and they're worshiping their God and, and saying, you know, we're gonna we got him, we're gonna get him. And so they basically say, All right, let's have Samson come out and entertain us. They've already gouged his eyes out. They've cut his hair. Samson is um in the the movie, Samson actually shows a really good de- there's some gore and violence in that, obviously, but that's good. there it it shows some depiction of, of the shrill of a man that's left. Mm. And it's really a great image of what our the temple of our body, our soul, who we really are, is when when the spirit of God leaves us. It really it's Just a really a good physical image of of yeah of what what it's like internally when, uh, which someone saw a good video the other day that someone said you are a soul. Your body is something that God gives you, yeah. as opposed to saying I have a soul. It's no, you are the soul. Your right. body is something our you body have temporarily, is temple, which is pretty helps. cool thought. Um, but anyway. So they said, bring Samson out to perform for us. They're using that word perform to jeer, to taunt, to laugh at him. So they tie him up between these two pillars. And this is Samson's prayer. And listen to the words. And they like, they they drip with emotion. Like you can hear, you can almost literally hear Samson saying these words. You can picture him with no eyes and just the shell of a man. Uh, it's in verse 28 it said "Then of chapter 16. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, remember me. O God, please strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Now, some might read this and go, well, he's still in that selfish nature. But his desire is now lining up with God's. There is, an, there is this oppression that God wants him to be the judge of. And this is the first time really in this story of Samson that you start to see Samson understand his purpose. And, you know, and still, I think still in Samson's mind, there's still revenge is on his mind. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. But you actually start to see Samson kind of get it, you know, in a way, and he, you know, he says, oh, sovereign Lord, um, remember me, oh God, please strengthen me just one more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines. And of course, in his mind, is kind of revenge, but that aligns with God's plan of freeing the Israelites from this oppression. And maybe that wasn't the way God really wanted Samson uh, to do it, but maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know God's plan. See, I think it was. Right. Look, look back at
1: very at chapter 13, verse verse 5. Um, it says, For indeed you will conceive and give birth to a son. This is the angel talking to Samson's mother. You must never cut his hair, because the boy will be a Nazarite to God from birth, and he will begin mm. to save Israel from the yeah. power of the Philistines. Yeah. He fulfilled what God called him to do. He began to save Israel from the power of the Philistines. And and the Philistines were the one nation that Israel never fully conquered within the the land of Canaan. But Samson began the the monarchy. He, he, He wasn't a king, but he began their desire for Saul, and Saul began the war against the Philistines. And that... Brought David on, mm. and David. I have a feeling
2: eventually we'll brings talks about on David Jesus. and Goliath one week. I have
0: a pretty good feeling. We'll do probably you, end up talking. Do about you, it. you think David will beat Goliath? <laughs> I don't know, dude. You know, but you know, I, but I think again, like you said, I think this shows the mercy of God that even God had left him. It, it says that God had left him; the spirit of God had left Samson. But when Samson kind of realized his purpose, yeah. God's spirit came back on him. And, it, and and the, that's the mercy of God. And I think we also have to understand that, that God's always going to give us his mercy when we surrender to his will. Mm. When we say, okay, God, I've fought you long enough. I don't even really know what I'm supposed to do anymore, but I'm just going to trust in you. And I know through my faith and through what scripture says that we're always going to receive the gifts of God when we truly not when we bargain with God and say, if you set me free from this, I'll follow you. But when we truly surrender, and he knows our hearts, and often we think we're truly surrendering and we're really not. When we truly surrender to his plan of salvation and his eternal plan, we will receive the desires of our heart because those desires are God's desires. Mm-hmm. And so you see Samson, this this culmination of all his life struggles, he becomes the shell of a man and and ultimately just surrenders and says... All right, yeah. you know, and really his whole life he's fought to stay alive, really. yeah. And now he's fighting in a sense and, to die. Yeah, and as you talk about
2: mercy and compassion, there's hope in this story in the sense mm. of for anybody as we put ourselves uh in like what do we need to learn from this story uh that there is hope for us and there is forgiveness from the Lord. Uh, in verse in chapter 16 verse 22. This might this is my favorite Verse throughout the entire story of Samson, chapter sixteen, verse twenty-two. Remember the the hair on his head uh, was pretty much the main thing that he was supposed to follow. He's not supposed to cut his hair, and it, the the hair was basically the symbol of his strength mm. from the Lord. Well, when it was cut, he had lost all his strength. Uh, the, the strength, the Lord quit coming upon him uh, to strengthen him. Then, but in verse twenty-two, it says, "But the hair on his head." began to grow again dun, dun,
0: dun. <laughs> uh, and that's just
2: so cool that the, the, the hair and we I, we see mercy and we see compassion right here is that yes samson messed up he gave away the one thing he was not supposed to tell uh the the cutting of his hair he was not supposed to tell delilah that he knew that 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 was uh, what kept him strong that was the symbol of his strength that that the lord through the Nazarite vow that he was supposed to keep. But even though he messed up and and he gave away his secret, God was still compassionate. And we see a a sense of renewal, uh, and we we see a sense of God replenishing Samson by the growing of his hair again. Mm. Uh, and, And when we see that, just to what Micah said, at the very end of the story, we see that God remembers him uh, his hair began to grow back. God remembers him, and he grants him strength one more time. Yeah, so did God, re- his... did God really truly leave Samson? Uh, in a sense, he took away the special anointing on his life, but God was always with him, uh, and he was always there full of mercy and compassion in Samson's life. And that's why we're going to find Samson in heaven.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: Samson messed up a lot like we do, but you know, even looking at Hebrews, we see Samson in the hall of faith, and um, there is mercy and compassion uh, upon his life.
0: Yeah. For sure. Same for us. Uh, yeah, I, I, Samson's a great story. I love it. I've never caught three hundred foxes and tied their tails together and lit them on fire. We'll, pra- we'll start practicing, but- practicing. And at the, the beginning, we said
1: that, <laughs> as we learned about Samson, you you kind of the the glass shatters, mm. and the glass does shatter because you know any time, you know I I remember <clears throat> when I was little, I would. I wouldn't. I didn't read comic books. I just liked watching the the movies and having the action figures. As I got older, I read the comic books, and those characters in, in the comics are they're so imperfect. They make so many mistakes in in the comic books. And in the same way, you know, when we're young, we, we're taught the basics of the story. We're taught the basics of scripture. We're taught about you know the flood. Samson, David and Goliath but then as we get older we see these people for who they are we see their imperfections we mm-hmm. see how how fragile they were how imperfect and 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 separated from God they truly were and while at first that kind of shatters your glass and your whole world goes up in flames and you're like oh my goodness it, it's what I believe true and you, you come to realize that it just makes it even more powerful when we realize that we are perfected in Christ. Yep. That that even these great heroes of the faith had so many qualities about them that just didn't measure up to God, and and in the same way we can never measure up to God. Right. But through Christ we have been giving this redemption and this this imparted righteousness and imputed righteousness and grace that allows us
0: to be co heirs to be co with That's Him. What Paul says, yeah. we're co heirs, equal. With yep. Jesus in the eyes of God, because of sinlessness through His redemption. So yeah. yeah. Um, so can we close with? It yeah. And like have big muscles as, or not? As you <laughs> said, <had> <laughs> and, and I was going to say, Christian, I question. And you know, I don't think he did. And here's why I don't think so. Because I think it showed the power of God more so. True. Instead of him just being this yoked dude, they're probably like, oh this dude's super strong. But like, I don't think he was scrawny. You know. But maybe it was. I don't. It know. It might have been. How know. long do you think his hair was if he let it down? Do you think it was under his feet? Like, would he have stepped on his hair?
2: I don't know. Like, how old was he? I don't know. We kind of get the idea that he was. Could like he been eighteen? Do we
0: have a time frame in there? Twenty?
2: Like, I mean, I guess that depends on his hair growth yeah, as well. Yeah, I think
0: it would. I don't know that we really have like a time frame, right? Uh, did he have
2: a receding hairline? Or did he? I mean, what was his hairline like? I mean, surely not. I think it's full <laughs> head of hair. I think
0: God says you could grow your well, hair. Well, he's, up. he's bald See, in the he middle. got married. <laughs> We kind of see the, the beginning of this cycle is when he wanted to go get married. How old, what, 15, 16, when they started getting married? Yes. It could have been later, though. I mean, I guess. I don't know. It could have been a late bloomer. He could have been... 70. 49, Probably, 49. I don't know. Probably <laughs> not 70. Maybe 49. <laughs> Probably not 49. But maybe. I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's- well, I'm I'm wondering
1: if he, he was a um, Nazarite, and Nazarite had a lot of food restrictions. They couldn't drink, and they couldn't... Um, they couldn't eat meat that came from an animal that had just died. Yeah. Um, that's why when he touched the jawbone and when he the honey. ate the honey out of the <laughs> he kills out a of lion. the carcass of the lion, th- that was against his Nazarite vow. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how how deep that went into other things, like if they could eat something that had been dead for a long period of time. But I, you know, in a perfect uh, operation of the Nazarite vow. I don't think they would be able to. I don't think they'd be able to eat a dead animal, which means they wouldn't have had protein. He ate I mean, they didn't have fruit. they didn't have processed protein like like vegan diets have now. So I I want. I mean, I guess he could have eaten eggs and and stuff like that, but he couldn't have you know slaughtered Nuts, a lamb yeah. and eaten the protein from lamb. So I don't know how he would have been able to get really big. Hmm,
0: mm. Food for thought. He's, Get um, it? Food, food for, for thought. thought. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I mean, just imagine this scrawny
2: is, guy ripping a and I mean, I'm telling you, that sounds so much better to me.
0: Honey out of his carcass later, which the makes the thing it even about better.
1: Nazarite vow is it wasn't supposed to be a something that lasted your entire life. You know, most Nazarite vows only lasted the course of a year or three years, yeah. and then they would go to the temple. There was a specific type of sacrifice they would give, and then they would know cut their hair and the nazarite vow would be over mm. samson's lasted the course of his yeah, entire it was life supposed to so you know if he was a vegetarian it's probably not going to be a huge guy
0: yeah true yeah samson great stuff i like good it stuff. good story it's good stuff christian you want to pray us out bro yeah let's
2: pray all right let's do it god we love you and uh, we just thank you for your mercy and your compassion god and uh, we just thank you for the truth we're able to learn from from the life of Samson, God, and uh, and knowing that uh, God, the, the life of Samson, God points to to your Son Jesus. And I know at the end of the story, uh, God, we see that that Samson accomplished more in his death than he did in his entire life. And uh, God, we see that in the life of Jesus as well. And we're thankful for the death of Jesus, and we're uh, God even more thankful for his resurrection. And uh, God, if anybody here's listening, God, that has. Uh, that have struggled, God, with sin in their life, uh, no matter what it might be, God, let them know that there is mercy and compassion available for them uh, through you. And, God, Jesus, we pray that uh, that you would be able to just to touch hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.